Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to another Monday's edition of The Den. This is your host, Isaac. How's everybody doing? How was your weekend? I hope everybody got some rest. They didn't do too much. It is Monday. Once again, another edition of The Den. We have a very special guest with us tonight. As you guys know, um, I enjoy just allowing our vest, our guests to introduce themselves so we're gonna get right to it and today i'm gonna be meeting and we're gonna be having a great conversation with miss renita davis how you doing miss davis i am doing wonderfully well how are you today you know today is monday today has been a day <laughs> yeah i think we all have those we but all I, have those i, I know i've had one today too I haven't had a Monday like this in years, in years. So I'm quite sure you can understand where I'm coming from. So share with our oh, guests yes. oh, who yes. you are and what you do. Well, I am a professional certified coach. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm an educational consultant. But my beginnings started with being a social worker. I have been working in the social worker, in the educational field, sorry, um, for the past 20 years. And I just decided to make my shift. So what I do now is I work with people who realize that they are on that hamster wheel of non-production. And I help them plan, execute, and prepare for their next in a way that they will find their own personal successes. I have a master's in educational leadership, a master's in social work. I am a certified positive discipline parenting educator, and I'm also a certified anger management specialist, along with a couple of other little things here and there. Um, but that's pretty much who I am. And Outside of being a wife and a parent, I forgot about those things. <laughs> and you know what? Just for you know, just to have some fun, ladies and gentlemen, and that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yes, yes, yes. You talk so, about yeah. the hamster wheel. Yes, yes, yes. It is. We all are on it. And the thing that I found is there are some people, that I, and I know you've probably seen those commercials where everybody's in the same rut. They're usually, the commercials are, are grayed out. There's not a lot of color to them. And then all of a sudden that one person, all of a sudden they get an epiphany and they realize that they don't have to stay where they are. Exactly. So that's what I'm talking about. I work with people who, who are in that space, who realize that something needs to change. And in the process of that change, I need some assistance on getting there. I know what I want to do, but for some reason, the decisions that I make and the choices that I make are not getting me there. I'm not finding the successes. So that's who I work with. So let me ask you something. What are sure. some of the common common challenges when you're working with your clients um, just based on that rhetoric of 
being stuck, understanding what I need to do, and not knowing where to get there. What are some of those challenges? Having a fixed mindset, cognitive dissonance, fear. If I tell you my story, I was this person at one point. Well, let's talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, my, the way, how do I, okay, so it, when I was younger, I would say in my 25, I, that was when I graduated from, you know, Grambling State, somewhere around there. And um, I realized that coming back home, I still had that same insecurity that carried me through when I was a child, always not feeling like I fit. As I got older, um, I got married. Those things still stayed with me and I struggled so much on trying to figure out where I fit and who am I because now I became a wife and I became a mother. So I was the mom and I was the wife. Renita was not in there. And I had to learn a whole new set of rules and roles that were not really, they didn't come with a manual. So in that process, I have learned and I've had those epiphanies or those aha moments that I needed to take time for me. I needed to figure out where my path was. And through my faith and you know, sometimes with the help of others, because sometimes you feel like you're alone by yourself. And I have been blessed to have people in my life, those faithful few, that I call my tribe. And those are the ones that I value their opinion, I value their support, and those are the ones that help walk me through whatever, you know, whatever obstacle I'm, I'm going through. So my practice is to do those things, to be that support for people, to be that um, sounding board. When, you know, the social worker in me, there is nothing that you can't tell me that I have not experienced. I also used to work for the Department of Human Services. So I was the person that was going around, you know, taking other people's babies and doing things like that. So I have been in the trenches with those, that group of people that have really been stuck and they don't see a way out because of their mindset, because of the repetition, because of that cognitive dissonance. And so I can relate, I can reach, and I can help them just evolve into a person that is who they want to be for the most part. Get them those successes because having those successes is really what is going to help move you forward. I hope I'm not talking too much, <laughs> but, but that's, that's about it. I'm, I'm telling you, you telling my story. Wow. And I'm, I'm listening to you. And chills are going through my body because my story is the reason around me doing what I do. 
I understand. Yeah. I'm I'm clearly I'm clear about trying to find my place, being that person that felt like a standout, that was insecure, that was unsure about himself. Fitting in the spaces that I know I didn't belong because I wanted to be accepted. See, I understand what that's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That having that cognitive imbalance. That's what I call it. That's what we call it. That, cogn- mm-hmm. that cognitive imbalance. Thinking that yes. you're making the right decisions, but you're not making the right decisions. And every decision that you make is based on an emotional content that you have. Exactly no idea or or no ability to be able to handle. So going through that cycle, that hamster wheel, I think many Americans go through that that hamster wheel. The sadness about it is that many Americans, they become comfortable in that space. And I have, I have a saying, you know, when I, when I speak to my guys and even when I'm speaking to people, you know, every day, and we just having general conversations and expressing to me, you know, what's going on in their life. And, we know, we having these general conversations. One thing I say is that you have to learn how to be uncomfortable when you're comfortable. So, I totally understand Yes, yeah, so, yes. you know, what I had to learn was that comfortability for me it's not healthy because when I'm comfortable or I think I have it or I, I get into this rut and I begin to feel like there's no more work I, that I need to do. You understand where I'm coming from? It's yes. like I'm here, yes. I've arrived, so there's nothing else for me to do. So I'm always... But there's always, it's there's all, always, there's always oh my gracious. to do. Yes. There's always something else to do. And as when you no, go ahead. I'm as sorry. much as go we, ahead. as much as we as Americans, even myself, understand that there's times where I'd be like, man, you know, at some at some point, the work has to stop. But I realize, man, I'm gonna be working until the day I close my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's a nonstop cycle because every day is a new day to learn something new. Because what you yes. think you know, the next day you don't know. <laughs> right. Because there's always something else added to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was going to say that, you know, in that comfortableness, you don't have a purpose. Once Wait a minute. Say that. Say that. Say that again. Purpose. In that comfortable space. <laughs> Wow. In that comfortableness that you do not have a purpose, you have to recognize that you are not, you, you don't belong there. Once you recognize that you, you find your purpose, you will never be comfortable. You will never be okay with status quo. You know, I, I wrote a book and it's called The Book of Hope. And it is helping to overcome, plan, and execute. It's pretty much, it's an ebook, and it pretty much gives you all of the steps that you need to help catapult you 
into starting that change because you have to recognize a few things. And I have learned that once, just understanding what your purpose is in life, because we all have it, we're, we're all here to do something. And once we find that purpose, once we find that thing, life is so much more rewarding. I'm pretty sure that what you do, not everybody in the world can do it. It's not built. They it's not built for to. everybody. You're right. It's not for everybody. I was a social worker and I'm, I did my social work in the urban areas. Usually all every bill, every school that I worked at, they were all title one districts, meaning wow. that there were students who they needed, you know, they had the free lunch program. There was, you know, the disparity between, you know, how they live, their life environment, and, you know, coming to school, the stress, the trauma, all of those things that they encounter on a daily basis. My job as a social worker, and I used to tell my students, my job is to make sure that you have the best year possible. And I told them to hold me to it. Make me do my job. And I promise you, those little boogers, they made sure that I did my job. <laughs> they will remind and you, won't they? <laughs> they will remind you. And, you know, I loved it. I loved it because I know that that was what my purpose was. My purpose was to serve the community. My purpose was to serve, to serve, to serve. And now I have an opportunity to make that shift. And instead of working with the youth, and the children, I now am focusing on the adult. Because in order to have our youth, our children, especially our children of color, in order for them to be successful in life, sometimes we have to work with the adults that are around them, mainly the parents and the guardians. And that's who I'm looking for. Those are the ones that I like to work with. Those are the people because they, are so valuable and they don't even know it. They're so busy doing that nine to five thing. They're so busy hoping and praying that that paycheck will do what the paycheck did last week and everything else. They're not, they're not dividing their time properly. And it's no fault of theirs. The environment that we're in, people have to make hard decisions. They do. I have to make hard decisions. You know, for me to walk off my position in the school and to and to start my own business and to, you know, just branch out, that took a lot of gumption. It took and I promise you I was there was some fear. There was some apprehension. What if this doesn't work? But I understood one thing, my purpose and I'm doing what I love. So it can never fall apart because I'm doing what I love and I'm holding fast to my purpose. You talk about that shift. It's me. Yes. That shift mm-hmm. brings uncomfortability. Yes. It brings a, yes, uh, it, does. it brings a uncomfortability like you will never experience 
And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I am going through that shift. I work a, I work a full-time job, and I, I'm an administrative supervisor at a, um, a level two um, child care facility. So I most understand where you're coming from with just being a pillar for for young youths that somehow may not have it anywhere else. And it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the last two or three years, you know, I've been just like, there is something else that I need to be doing or I need to create. And this last year, for me, I've been so uncomfortable because I'm, I'm making a shift. Um, I, I'm making a decision to um, hopefully, maybe by the middle of next next spring, um, that I can just walk away from my, my weekend and be doing my own thing. And it's very uncomfortable because there's an unsurety there. Yes, yes, there and, is an unsurety. And really the only person I have to lean on is myself. And my passion for doing the work that I do, so I most definitely understand. So tell us about this 31-day devotional you have. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Before we talk about the 31-day devotional, I want to say to you that you are not alone in this. Because now I am, like I said, my faith, is what has really gotten me through a whole lot. And I had to recognize that everything that I go through is purposeful because it's the planning and the preparation for my next. Okay? I needed to hear that. You are not, when you say you're doing it by yourself, physically, yes. Spiritually, no. He's... God is going to provide for you everything that you need. I have a friend. He talked about the daily bread anointing. Okay. And he pulled that from the um, Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. If we're asking him every day, give us this day our daily bread, when we recite that, That means we have an expectation that that day and the next day and the next day, a new anointing is going to come to provide for everything. Go on, preach. Go on, preach. And I I can tell you this quick testimony. I left my job December the 17th because there was something going on. And I was trying, I was, I was pegged as, Okay, let me back up. I've never had a bad review in my life working where I worked. For some reason, the district wanted to get rid of me. I found out that I was going to be the fall guy for someone else's mistakes. I had a ram in the bush. When that ram in the bush came, I was removed so that now Whatever happened, it had to fall on the person that it belonged to. But during that time that I was away, I had the opportunity to build 
and to grow and to move in other directions. So segue into this, you're not alone. If you ever, ever, you're never alone, never, ever alone. You have to sometimes just get quiet with yourself and listen because he speaks all the time. That's all I'm going to say about that. She preaching tonight, y'all. She, she's preaching the gospel. And I'm telling you, you are talking to me today. I, look, whatever questions I have for you, I'm just going to just. I'm just going to toss them on over here. We're just going to finish this conversation <laughs> and we're just going to okay. keep getting it and letting it do what it's supposed to do. Because you know what? I want to thank you. I needed to hear that. But I you really are so needed welcome. to hear that. I, I am, first and foremost, I thank God that I had the opportunity to be in this space because he placed me here for a reason. This opportunity came for such a time as this. So if that's such a time is for me to, to pour into you, then so be it. So I am deeply humbled and I am fulfilling my purpose. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Let me tell you, tell you about my 31 day devotional. Now, my 31-day devotional was a, started three years ago, actually. My birthday is in January, and during the January month, I just had a overwhelming feeling of just being so grateful that, one, I was coming up to another year, but that, that you know, my Heavenly Father had kept me in spite of all that's going on, and this was before COVID, all of this that was going on in my life, he kept me. And so it, I, 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 it was just dropped in my spirit that every day I was going to post something on Facebook about how grateful I am. And that's how the book started. So my day, 31-day devotional is every day a word of wisdom and I give a scripture and then I do a short discussion on how to still be grateful, giving you challenges. And the thing about it, most, I'm not going to say most, but there are some devotionals that do a whole lot of talking. By the time you get finished, you know, reading it, that you know you have things to do mine is short and succinct everything's on one page it gives you you know other pages blank pages so that you can jot down your thoughts because I encourage that and it's almost like a pocket coach okay so you have my devotional you need a moment because someone just did something at work. You could take that devotional, find that day, go take a bathroom break, read through it real quick. You got your ammunition for the rest of the day because you just had a word. And you can take that word and you can carry it. And I guarantee that that day that you read it is the thing that you're going to need. So that's how the book started. That it will be available 
for purchase about the end of this month. I am doing a virtual book launch. I am working on making it uh, October the 6th. Okay. And I am, so I'm in the process now of making sure all of everything is together and I will be um, broadcasting uh to for the um, the ebook version of it first because I have a special uh, offer for those who s- register. So I'm I'm putting my my event right together and all of that, and hopefully by I'm going to say Wednesday Thursday I will have that out so people can uh, start registering to be a part of the book launch. The book launch will be twelve o'clock. Central Standard Time. So I believe that is, that would be one o'clock your time. Yes. Okay. So, and it's only going to be an hour, but I am, one of the things that I have in mind is after we do the book launch, have an open forum where there's question and answering so that people who are interested can ask me questions about the book. They can ask me questions about what I do or who I am or how I got here, you know, just so that they can get to know me because I want you to have this ebook. You I, most I really definitely do. I think it will be blessed. Keep me yes. informed. DM me. Let me know. I will be right there. Most definitely. Most definitely. I am. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Oh, well, thank you. I am yeah, so. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. It's coming. Did you say October the 6th? October 6th is the book launch. And the hard copy, I am hoping that it will be available at the end of October. Let me know. I most definitely want my autograph copy so I can. I can put to my collection so I can sit down and read it, take it to work, keep it on my desk and just have it right by me. Yeah. And, and that's why I, and and that's why I'm doing the, um, the ebook offer because I want people to get it now. And if you download it, you can have it on your phone and you can take it wherever you go. Cause sometimes a book is, is, is not, you know, conducive to every place. Exactly. But if if you've got that phone and you've got that Kindle, you've got that ebook, you you know, you're equipped. Like I said, it's the um, it's it's like a little pocket coach. Well, you know, we all need a pocket coach from time to oh, time yeah. because um, you know, life can be can get challenging. It can be mm-hmm. frustrating. Um. Mm-hmm. Work work can be challenging. Um, sometimes it can be overbearing. So most definitely, um, for me, doing the type of work that I do, um, I know for a fact that uh, I'm going to need a pocket coach continuously. It's it's like just adding something else to the network. That's how mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. Just just expanding my network. Yes. Yes. So, um I've had a great time tonight talking with you. <laughs> well, Davis. I'm glad. I I have definitely enjoyed 
um, speaking with you too. I really have. It's like I said, when you work, when you talk with co-laborers in the field, it, you know, there's just such a connection that happens because we know we both do the same thing. And sometimes, you know, the, um, the joy is you get something that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And for me today, this podcast was a joy because what you shared, I wasn't expecting. And I needed all of it. Because I feel like your message was specifically for me. And I appreciate that because I needed to hear every word of everything that you had to say. So tell our audience how they can reach you. Well, I have my website where you can subscribe to my website is I C H P M O V E dot com I chip move or I C H P move dot com. You can find me on Facebook, I C H P move dot com. On Facebook, you can also join my measure of faith group every Monday morning. I do a inspirational 15 minutes. I've noticed I've been moving into 30 minutes, but I do a 15-minute <laughs> inspirational talk about faith. And the difference with my, my uh, Facebook um, is that when I talk about faith, it's not I don't just do superficial. I dig deep and give you questions. You can also find each one of those uh, Facebook videos. I mean, the the, uh, Measure of Faith talks that I do, I also have them on YouTube. My YouTube channel, you can pull up Renita D. Davis. That's R-E-N-I-T-A D as in dog and then davis d-a-v as in victory i-s i'm also on linkedin you can pull me up again renita d davis and then i also have a instagram which is i-c-h-p move with the number one i'm all over the place well ladies and gentlemen you heard it right here on the den once again once again I want to thank you for just coming to hang out with me today because you could have been anywhere in the world but you decided to come and share just a little bit of your knowledge with me and our audience here at the den and we want to thank you for that well I thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity to share and to speak and to really just do what I love. And that's talking about healing and talking about not being stuck because you don't have to be. So I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity. This has really been very eye-opening for me. 
and it's been a pleasure. And once again, I want to thank you. And for our audience, I want to thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Den. This is your host, Isaac. And if nobody told you that they love you today, I love you guys. Peace.